This podcast is all about talking about the questions that we all have in relation to Christian life in the world. You have to um, put a camel through a needle or something. Mm -hmm. Then we have to, you know, face like, persecution. Like wear a mask. What <laughs> no, uh, a hot take. Hot take. <laughs> I'm a normal dude. George is a Presbyterian pastor. Right. This is not for homeschool Johnny. Woo! All right, everybody. It's Cool Kids Bible Study, episode 32. Fuck yeah. We're coming at you hard and fast. This episode's <laughs> called Four Coal. <laughs> what? <laughs> Just, I'm the host. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> I'm, this is called bringing energy to the show. This is because people hear, people feel my energy and then they, you know, they, they get energized themselves. Yes. yes. So, uh, with this, it's, it's episode 32. We're coming off the hangover from those exhausting broads. Yawn, am I right? <laughs> they came good. at us hard, but we did not back down, did we, George? Not at all. No, nah, never for women. No. And um, we, okay, we had a lot of fun with Rose, uh, Rosemary and Marisa. Marisa. And Marisa. And... <laughs> That will become a recurring uh, thing. We're gonna do that maybe once every couple months. So I'm we're gonna excited. we're gonna get the next uh, topic we're gonna cover on that um, megasode is gonna be the the rebetching, if you will. <laughs> the topic of this conversation <laughs> is gonna be Christian dating, um, which is a, a really intense and complicated topic because, of course, biblically there was not dating right. going on. And we're going to handle that um, with all the nuance and sincerity that it deserves. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> that'll be good. And uh, yeah, but hey, let's not get too ahead of ourselves because this isn't the time for that. No, it's not. <laughs> what time is no, it, Cole? It isn't. It, it's the time. What, what time is it now? Or like what time do we talk about? No, uh, whatever. I was trying to get you make it a good oh, segue. It's. The, the time to talk about the kinds of things that we're now talking about would be within a segment we refer to as light banter. <clears throat> and now for a spot of light banter. And now it's time for a spot of that. So, um, what about the news, George? This is all sorts of news. Yeah, Kanye West is going hard into uh, anti-Semitism, which I love. You know, whoops, Holy shit! Know, I saw that. that. Yeah. yeah, right. It's crazy. Do we care? <laughs> do I? Do we care? Uh, I, the only thing that I think is really funny is I um, two years ago, like pre-pandemic, I think you might remember that Kanye West did this whole. Well, I think it's still. I don't think it's a publicity stunt necessarily, but like he had that whole like born again experience and like made a Christian album and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And I, as a longtime listener to Kanye, did not like any of his any of that album at all. I thought it was well, really because lame. all of the good, uh, you know, Christian music was already written like, you know, thousands of years ago. So, of course. Yeah, that's that's what was my problem with it. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. So. uh, uh so anyway, it was I didn't like it at all. And so I just think it's it's funny because then a bunch of Christian people who never listened to Kanye before because he said bad words in his music were like, oh, my gosh, he's so good. And now he's just like, you know, gone dark wing duck on all of us and has that's the line has adopted and espoused anti-Semitic things. And now it's a bunch of people are being like, oh, well, you know, 
now that everyone's rushing to defend him and it's like, you know what? Just let him be dumb. Let him be dumb. Just- no, here's the thing. I'm going to actually be the serious one for a second. Okay. Because Kanye West is a... You know, unfortunately, he's he's a guy who's a diagnosed sufferer of bipolar disorder. Okay. To the best of our knowledge, I mean, in terms of what's filtered through, um, and bouts of like hyper religiosity mm-hmm. are like very common in people with bipolar disorder. So I'm not trying to reduce an exceedingly complex and brilliant and gifted and troubled person to one you know, um, Axis personality, mm. but I'm, you know, I'm not trying to DSM five. This dude, is it the five? Are we the DSM five? I don't Whatever. know. But, um, this, this, the, the psychologists in the crowd will, will enjoy. Yeah. That yeah. Reference. We'll get our psychologist um, producers on it. <laughs> yeah. Um, actually the DSM six is coming out in January. No, uh, the, the DSM is, it's a diagnostic, uh, tool for, you know, mental conditions. But um, when I see his behavior, I mean, it's just, it's typical bipolar behavior. You know, he has bouts of religiosity. He has intense swings in emotion. He, he is, you know, clings to like intentionally polarizing ideologies. Um, The other thing people need to understand about Kanye is that He is a performance artist. Sure. Like people are like, oh, Kanye, he's so many things. He's a rapper. He's a producer. um, He's a composer of music. Like he is a performer. He is a comedian. He's one of the, I mean, if you listen to a, a compilation of him making jokes, like his understanding of humor is very high level. Mm. And people don't, don't really respect him enough for that. Um, he's obviously has a very, very keen eye for design, industrial and sartorial design. Um, but what links all these things and why he says, like, well, I'm just an artist is because really he's a performance artist. Mm. So everything that he does is wrapped up in some kind of like a meta narrative or some kind of a. Uh, an angle or, you know, he, you know, the emotions that he is eliciting are part of his sort of like act. Um, and I'm not saying any of these things to, to get him off the hook or to excuse his behavior. I'm trying to lend insights that will allow people to like understand what he's doing. Mm. Um, but yeah, obviously, like, I mean, do we need to say anti-Semitism is inexcusable? Sure. It's inexcusable. And like the, the statements that he made were like completely um, asinine and can lead to like a lot of negative outcomes. I mean, like, you know, th- this is the same. It echoes the Mel Gibson thing, right? Where Mel Gibson was like, Jews <laughs> run Hollywood or something. And it's like, it's like, look, it's. So, do you know that guy Dave Smith that I that I love? He's a stand-up comic and a political commentator. He's active in the Libertarian Party. Have we mm-hmm. talked about him? Yeah. So he and the co-host of this show, Part of the Problem, which is an anarchist politics show, um, they're both Jews from New York. 
Mm-hmm. And they, you know, are obviously super critical of government and the corporate state and everything. But Dave had this line where he goes, I loathe anti-Semitism and I hate this, you know, neo-Nazi movement. And, you know, I disagreed with the alt-right and their characterization of race and of, of Jewish people. But can we just have the next Federal Reserve chair not be a Jew? Just strictly pragmatically speaking, <laughs> you know, strictly pragmatically speaking, can we please not have the person whose literal literal job it is to manipulate the most powerful economy on the planet? Be Jewish, right? <laughs> and I laughed my ass off because I relate to that so hard. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like like when I'm in LA and there's tons of Armenian stereotypes. I'm like, can we fucking please not have this sleazy used car salesman like, <laughs> be Armenian? Like, please, can we not? Oh my fuck, his name's Armin. Fuck, right? You right. know, and of course it's like like I think like I'm a self loathing Armenian. Well, I think I've made that pretty clear that I'm not. Um, but it's just like, oh, can we fucking please not, not, you know, buy into this, you know, stereotype. <laughs> and I'm sure Jews feel the same way. And when these like anti-Semitic rants by Kanye West and Mel Gibson come out where they're like, where they're like, yeah, really, it's just about the Jews running the media and the Jews. And, and I'm sure I know for a fact from Jewish friends of mine that they're like, oh, well, it's not like this studio executive is going to uh, fuck. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Goldman. Fuck. He's Jewish. Can we have like a studio executive? Yeah. So can we have the studio executive be named Santanori or something? Like, come on, people. So look, it comes back to this idea of like minorities disproportionately being represented in certain things. Sure. And it's like, yeah, we are because we have to earn our place in this country. And, like, we don't have the options to just fucking slack and be taken care of by the state. So historically, you know, we've had to outperform, like, the status quo and arrive at, like, really high positions. The like stereotype a sleazy Jews, used car, uh, like a sleazy used car dealer. That's not a good example. But <laughs> no, I mean, obviously, like Armenians are like, you know, overrepresented in in like a lot of like high achieving fields. Um, but like. And same with Persians, same with Indians, same with Jews, whatever. The stereotype of Jews in the 20s and Thaddeus Russell has done a lot of great work, like, you know, showing the history behind this was that they were all the best boxers. All the best boxers are Jews. It's just mm. something in their blood. People wrote essays in prestigious universities about it. There's something about the Jewish bloodlines that makes them just killers in sports. Mm-hmm. Right. That's like really today. funny because that's not yeah. really at all the uh, stereotype. Now it's more like, you know, the the Cartman, Kyle's cousin Kyle or whatever is the stereotypical. Right, right. right. Oh, my asthma. I can't run. That type of thing. The air in the play was far too dry and it wreaked havoc on my asthma. And he goes up, <laughs> the, 
Cartman, and he he's like he's like shut up, Cartman. Well, that's a nice jacket. How much? I'm just wondering how much did you pay for it because I saw the same jacket at Barney's, and I'm I'm just wondering <laughs> if it's a ripoff. Um, yeah, and it's like yeah, it, it's hilarious to look at these, and Foucault and Derrida would you know point would point things like this out. It's like hilarious to look at how racial groups are characterized like by the century because it's completely different and it's always regarded as like scientific fact right yeah it was regarded as scientific fact that jews are superior boxers in the early 1900s right now it's regarded as as fact by some that jews are master manipulators manipulators of the media i mean i don't know what the fuck it's going to be in the next hundred years (laughs) you know but Jews are superior mech pilots or whatever. We're doing <laughs> now. <laughs> but yeah, it, it, look, it's unfortunate. I mean, when people see Kanye, like, look, he's a guy that is, is um, we should not excuse his behavior, but we should contextualize and understand it. And he is a, uh, a person that, you know, God bless him. I mean, you know, has struggled with a lot of mental health afflictions and Lord knows like what he suffered in his life to, arrive where he is now um and we should sort of like pray for mercy for him and um for him to kind of come to his senses and that's it well said well said cole good job being the mature one hey this is a hard hat for me to put on (laughs) but yeah you know i haven't checked in on you in a long time like, didn't we do this last week? Didn't didn't people no. check in? Oh, they didn't. I thought they did. I'm good. Not really? You always say that. Oh, well, it's always true. Is it? Yeah. Actually, I mean, one of my favorite sweaters would broke this week, and that kind of sucked. But outside of that, yeah. it's it's been it's been a great time in Georgia. Well, I can't talk about your dating life. That's off limits. <laughs> That's going well too. Happily in a it relationship, is. and uh, you know, all that's that's great. We got a corn maze for the youth group coming up this weekend. Excited about that. Do you? But, yeah, I love Presbyterianism, dude. I love Protestants because by so many things I love about Protestants, but this is one of the big things. Fun, <laughs> you do fun shit. It's such a simple thing. You do fun shit. Yeah, well, I, I mean, sometimes it can, I mean, it depends. I, I know that the youth, one of the youth activities at uh, Korean Presbyterian churches is to send all the kids out into a forest at nighttime and have them recite and memorize Bible verses as the counselors like jump out and scare the shit out of them. That's, the <laughs> which sounds really fun as a leader, but all the Koreans I've talked to have been traumatized by that. And you so. have to- you have to you have to faithfully repeat the fiftieth Psalm for remission <laughs> of your sins, or you just get caned. It's a, dude. Koreans are a very brutal culture. They are. I mean, yeah. fuck. They're their, their church culture is insane. Like it's, they're it's nuts. Do you remember Suman K's story about the lightsaber? No, I don't. I don't remember. Oh, this dude, <laughs> guy that. So we went to a school that had a lot of Korean uh, students. Yes. And um, I mean, our school was pretty much like an internationally oriented boarding school. So we had people from all sorts of different countries, but uh, a big contingent from South Korea. And uh, our friend Suman K, amazing dude. 
just uh, a guy that like just was very joyful and kind of like project. It was very hard to be upset if you're in a room with Suman K. Right. Like you could be having the worst fucking week. And you walk in and, and Suman K is there and you're just like, fuck yeah, Suman K. What's up? <laughs> What's up? So um, Suman K comes in and, and uh, we're talking about like, like we're like, w- one day we're like, we realized we don't know anything about his family. And a lot of the Korean students at Blair were from very prestigious families. Mm-hmm. Most of the international students were. And we were like, what does your dad do? You know? And uh, he was like, oh, he's a laser, applied laser research. I'm like, what? He goes, <laughs> Yeah, uh, he's a un- expert in the physics of lasers, and he works for electronics companies to like make practical applications of lasers. Like, fuck, you know. Right. But didn't really Whatever. surprise us because the last yeah. the last zoom in at Blair, we asked that we we're like, "What does your dad do?" He was like, "He Korean runs Naver, which is the Google of Korea." And <laughs> we're like, "Holy shit!" So, so we asked him, and he's like, "Yeah, he's like a applied." We're like, really? That must have been crazy to grow up. Like, did you learn a lot from him? Kind of like he was, no. no. What do you mean? He, <laughs> he goes, he goes, well, I remember one time I asked him about his work. I was like a kid. I was like 10 years old. And I said, oh, like, Appa, like, I just saw Star Wars. And he was like, oh, really? And he goes, yeah, so they have the lightsabers in Star Wars. And he goes, oh, yeah, yeah, they do. He goes, so could you, like, make me a lightsaber because you're a laser researcher. And he goes, he got on, on his knee and he said, Sumin, this Christmas you will have your own lightsaber. Like dead serious. Yeah. <laughs> it was like months away. So Sumin went to school and he was like, oh, I'm getting my own lightsaber. I'm going to have my own lightsaber. Yay. And he's 10 years old. And all of his friends were like, yeah, yeah, lightsaber. Oh, that's so cool. Cause your dad does lasers. He can make a lightsaber. Oh, like in the movies. Yay. Mm. And then, Christmas comes and he's so excited, right? And he goes through all of his gifts. And then at the end, you know, there's no lightsaber. And he's like, but like, Appa, like, there's no, where's the, is the, where's the lightsaber? And his dad just cackles in his face and goes, ah, <laughs> you're so stupid. <laughs> and just laughs and points at him and is like, Hi, there's no such thing. You're stupid. <laughs> and just cackles in this. And he's 10 years old. Right? He just cackles in his face. Right? And then leaves the room. And he's like, and I'm, I'm like, what were you doing? He's like, just tears, just crying. Just so much crying. <laughs> you know? like, fuck. And he didn't give a shit. I'm like, well, did your mom like comfort you? He's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> so like, funny. holy shit Koreans are so hardcore I <laughs> <laughs> didn't care because that would happen in Armenian family but the mom would be like oh no and then like coddle the fuck out of the kid you know or something mm, yeah Korean, I mean there are people that's just they've just seen too much war I think <laughs> <laughs> you know I don't know but that's <laughs> savage shit so it doesn't surprise me that they scare children in the that's great. Um, That's yeah, great. Sue, man. I got to check in on that dude. He got real skinny in the military. Yeah. yeah. 
He used to be a little chonker. <laughs> um, so do we do the deep dive now? Yeah, we can do the deep dive. Yeah. All right. Fuck it. Uh, we're going to make this a Cole's deep dive. Yeah. The episode's called Four Cole's Deep Dive. It's so, well, it's not as deep as George's deep dive, but I think you'll find what it lacks in academic profundity, it more than makes up for in charm. All right. George, I'm going to, okay, I'm going to start this episode by explaining why it's called Four Dash Cole. Yes, please do. It's because it's the, it's the, um, the title of the show. Oh, okay. Now I'm going to explain why it's the title of the show. <laughs> that sucked. That sucked. He'll be here all week, folks. <laughs> Don't worry. I'm going to keep that bit going, and I'm going to interrupt <laughs> your profound thoughts with it. Take that, Marisa. Um, so I've been really pissed off with, with God lately. Mm. And I was riding around town... My Italian sex sex car, right? Of course. And um, now I was just really pissed off because you know the the last since I've come to faith, my life has just become weirder and weirder, and more things that I relied on have fallen apart. And hmm, how do I put this? There's been a lot of uncertainty and confusion, and I, I really wanted, I wanted my life as a Christian to be a certain way, and I wanted God's guidance and advice and and uh, you know sort of like shepherding of me to be in a certain way, and it's not been at all the case, and I'm just kind of sick of it. You know, mm. like I'm sick of like the degree of uncertainty in my life. Like, it's funny because I have so many friends where they come to God and God gives them a really hard thing to do. And they're like, oh, you know, I didn't want to do it, but I did it. And it changed my life for the better. And now I have this stable family and I have like a sort of career or whatever. And I'm an adventure addict. Right. So like. Coming to Christ, I thought I would have this moment where God was like, move to Finland and live in a monastery. Mm. I'd be like, awesome. Or, you know, go to Armenia and enlist in the military. I'd be like, great, done. Or like, fly to Singapore with like no money and just trust that I will provide. I'd be like, great, you know. Those would be easy for me. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just the, the the type of person I am, right? So I, I I heard a lot of these stories. I'm like, awesome. My calling is going to be to do something epic and adventurous and dangerous and crazy where people are like, only a Christian would take this big a leap of faith. And I could be all demonstrative about it and be like, yeah, look at me go. <laughs> um, but instead... It's just been like, you're going to have to live a normal life. You're going to have to, you know, pretend to be a well-adjusted normal human Mm. and just work a normal corporate job in a normal place 
Charlotte, North Carolina might be the most normal place on planet Earth. And you're just going to have to live with yourself and work on yourself Mm. and like fix or try to fix some of the sickness in you. And I'm like, no, 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 anything. No, please. No, please. No, I would rather be in a monastery in Northern Finland in the winter. (laughs) I would rather be enlisted in the military. I would rather be homeless in Singapore. Right. Anything but a normal life, please. (laughs) (laughs) And it's just, you know, been because in a normal life, right, where you don't really have that much to worry about, you actually have to contend with yourself. Mm -hmm. And that's the scariest thing to do. Much scarier than being blown up by an IED. Sure. Um, For me. Right. And uh, I was just driving around town thinking like, what the fuck, man? Like, what is this? I I don't find any meaning in what I'm doing here. My job is just a job. It's whatever. Um, You know, I can't seem to find love and I feel so alone. And what am I fucking doing here? And what the fuck, man? I was five minutes into my Vespers prayers and I literally put the prayer book down. I was like, fuck it. What the, what's the point? Fuck it. You know what? No, this is how bitchy I was being with God. Right. Mm -hmm. Sure. I would have, fuck you, dude. No, (laughs) (laughs) no. And this episode was originally going to be called using the N word with God, because I thought like, dude, if I were black, I would be dropping N bombs with God right now. But we we didn't do that. Um, the reason it has this title is is I'm gonna explain now. Um, as I was driving and I was like, why, why, why are you doing this? What is the point of this? I hate this. This is the worst. Um, a car pulled in front of me, and the license plate was F O R dash C O L E. Really? Yes. That's, yeah, wow. Yeah. No, total coincidence. (laughs) It wasn't numeral four Q O one one or something like, oh, four. No, it was literally F O R dash C O L E. Wow. And you know how, you want to guess my reaction to that? What I did after that? I, well, I have two guesses. Maybe this is a spectrum where it's okay. like one, one is like you kind of double down and you're like, oh, you know, fuck you, God. Or, <laughs> like or, or on the other hand, on the other side of the spectrum, you, you just, you just are awash with grace and you repent. So which which part of the spectrum was it? Which which one was it closer to, or was it neither? Uh, so at first I was shocked, right? Absolutely taken aback, and I was like, "What?" Well, I realized the weight of what I was like, "Whoa!" Mm-hmm. And then I was quiet for a solid couple minutes, which is really hard for me. <laughs> and then my first words, well, were, 
Well, I don't like that answer. <laughs> you know what? No, I don't like that. That's good. It's I actually mo- like that you, you said that. I think it's all good. mystically in my service somehow, just as all you do is in the service of all. Sure. Somehow. Ooh. Right. <laughs> oh, holy ghost. <laughs> and I was like, no, you know what? <laughs> I'm still pissed. Okay. And <laughs> see, this is. <laughs> My ex would get so upset with me because she would be like, because she would have an issue deciding or figuring something out. I was just, well, just like ask God to give you a sign or speak to you very clearly. And then he'll just, she was like, you know what, Cole? Not everyone has this Holy Spirit speed dial that you do. <laughs> and you take it completely for granted. I was like, yes, you're correct. I do. <laughs> yes, yeah, I think it's that correct. charismatic uh time that you have yes god gives me really clear instructions that other people pray for for like years and they're like well i still haven't had like a direct experience with god and i have them all the time right undeniably and i'm just like uh you know what bro like not no i don't like that answer um so i'm just a complete like gross selfish bitch Mm. Basically, and um, <laughs> and it's like, why does he reward me with this? I think the bottom line is that the one thing I have with God is sincerity, mm. because I really, I, I have tried the other way. But I, 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 you know, where you're like, oh, thank you, God. Like this, you know, I hate everything. And if my existence is pain right now, but like, thank you. Oh, I love autumn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, isn't it beautiful? The trees are changing colors. Um, And I'm like, no, I'm going to like tell God exactly how I feel. I'm not going to. Yeah, I actually, I, I mean, sorry to interrupt, but I actually really no, like, please. I like to how honest your answer was to that like where you're like i don't like that and i don't like this or that answer or whatever because i feel like like exactly what you're saying that there is this um and i just am so tuned to thinking they're going through this right now because i've been leading a bible study on job for like (laughs) half a year right um yeah and and so like i've i've just become very aware of like how people normally talk through these types of things and and like as humans we have lots of different responses to the difficulties of life and like i do think that yeah some people go into despair and that's what jesus is warning us against and tells us not to worry and things like that but i also think like that we do the whole like you know autumn is nice and things are mostly good and while that might be true in in fact, it's not true in experience or how well, I have all four limbs. Right. Right. Yeah. And so it's like, yeah, if you're comparing it with other things, it's, it's really nice. But I, I, I think like you, you can genuinely do that. I think that like, if you actually have that heart, that's good. But like, if you don't and you force yourself to, I don't think that's, that's good. And I think that, um, I think that it's really good always to be honest with like how you're feeling and rather than like, just be like, well, I need to change the way I'm feeling, which is not actually what God demands in the Bible at all. Um, 
it, like there's all sorts of different ways to like lament and uh to wrestle with god literally than like just pretending everything's okay so i just wanted to yeah. say that i thought your answer was a good one a genuine one at thank least. thank you i appreciate that man i mean yeah i feel very jacob-esque with the whole wrestling yes oh this is a question i forgot to ask you on the last episode do you think that Jacob was wrestling with Christ? Um, I think so. I, I I mean, like there's all sorts of things that, you know, like that people can debate about this. It says the angel of the Lord, which obviously if for people who don't know the Old Testament, when it says angel of the Lord, it actually doesn't mean angel in the sense of like an angel. It means that it's God. That's just the Old Testament way of, of referencing God. Thank you. So, um, I got, okay. Yeah. I'll explain why I'm very happy to hear you say that later. But. Okay. Um, so it says that Jacob wrestled with an angel of the Lord and obviously some, like, I don't, I think like you could, I mean, I'd have to, I can't wait for our theological producers to come after me for saying this, but like, <laughs> I think that that could be a reasonable interpretation of that. I, I think that like, for me, I, part of Christ is the incarnation and so for me, it'd be like, is he wrestling with Christ? Well, I guess, but not not exactly the way that we understand Christ. Um, but like he's wrestling with God. And so uh, I think that you can easily say that it's Christ um, yeah. if you wanted to take that as a theological angle on the passage. I mean, people do that, I think, well with the three travelers that come to visit Abraham or uh, the man that appears in the fiery furnace with uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Bendigo. And so, like, I think you're well within your right to apply it that way. Yeah, I mean, I, I learned recently that this is the official stance of the Orthodox Church that, you know, he was wrestling with Christ. And okay. It's not a dogma. It's like... Sure. That's the, you know, you, you know there's disagreement on it. Yeah. But that I type of uh, interpretation stuff. And I, I don't think it's wrong. Like I said, like that definitely goes back to, you have like some early church fathers that, I mean, like, it's funny how far they could go. I mean, origin would straight yeah. up say stuff like uh, the rock that Moses broke his staff on and created water was Christ. It's, <laughs> you know, or, yeah, uh, origins are really a big deal for Armenians in particular. Yeah. Yeah. He is. I mean, he's, we he's, translated our Bible from his favorite, Greek translation. Oh, interesting. Which in Greek is now lost. Gotcha. So, yeah, we have like a very special history with origin. But um, yeah, again, like it's one of these things where like there's a lot of disagreement. I'd sure. be interested to hear what the Catholics think, because like there is some disagreement in orthodoxy about this, but I'd imagine it's the they same. They always thing. have a hard line stance <laughs> on everything where it's like actually funnily this enough is the way. Funnily enough, when it comes to biblical interpretation, they actually really don't uh have hard line stances. Uh which is kind of on interesting. Stuff like that though, on like was Jacob wrestling with Christ or or was it an angel or was it a, a different incarnation of God the Father? Like I mean, I would I, think they'd have a, a like hardline stance. I don't think they'd have a dogmatic or hardline stance. I mean, maybe it's just the the Catholics I've studied under, like the different scholars, like Old Testament people, uh, mainly Old Testament people, but they were pretty open to lots of and like actually Catholic scholars are out of all religious scholars, like of different Christian uh, denominations that I've 
studied under, we're probably actually the ones least likely to rock the boat um, than anyone else. But they were still pretty, uh, pretty open to having lots of different interpretations of things. Um, so I don't know, but I never asked about that. Interesting. Yeah. Well, um, in any case, no, I had a, uh, a conversation with a Baptist pastor this morning and we were talking about this. He was like, well, you know, obviously like they, they say it's an angel. So blah, blah, blah. And I was like, ah, <laughs> mm, not in the right context. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah. so, um, thank you for clearing that up. But yeah, yeah, wrestling with God is is really, really, really important. And um, oh, and just in case anyone doesn't know, that's what Israel literally means. So Israel literally oh, means yeah. he who wrestles with God. So um, Jacob is renamed Israel after he wrestles with God, and that's where Israeli Israeli people get their name from. Whatever. We didn't even like include the most important part. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, so I've been doing a lot of wrestling and George, I wanted to hand the floor to you to talk about like how you guide people through wrestling with God and what that should look like in its healthiest form when you're kind of at the end of your rope and you're un- plagued with uncertainty and, and don't know what the point of all this is. It, it almost becomes like you become like sort of like, a Christian nihilist in a way where you're like, yeah, at some point I'll be in heaven, but like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing here right now. Yeah. So I think that, I mean, that's, that's a very, I don't want to say common, but that's something people have thought a lot about um, when it comes I think to it's super common. Yeah. I, I mean, think people like, don't voice it. Sure. But it's super common. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that, one of the things, I mean, step one is you're already there, which is to I like identify or be aware that you're feeling that way. Um, and to understand that the Bible is open to that type of wrestling and that type of striving, which is just like, you know, why do these things happen? What is going on? I mean, that's what the whole book of Job is all about, essentially. And then you also have, I mean, I would say I would, I would lump in, you know, Ecclesiastes and and Lamentations and all sorts of different parts of the Bible into the same category of really trying to uh, give voice to uh, those feelings uh, and things like that. And I think that uh, kind of the way that uh, that that Ecclesiastes ends is very interesting. So in Ecclesiastes, you have the main writer who is called the philosopher or different things in English is in Hebrew, it's Kohelet. And he it's, it's identified with Solomon traditionally. And the idea here though, is this is someone who is, is kind of thinking through the uh, kind of banal things of life, but also just like that there's nothing new. Everything seems to repeat it, You know, it's, it's very nihilistic in that sense. It's just like you, you live you die. Everyone's destined to die. There's nothing you can do about it. Um, so it's very sobering for that aspect. Uh, the interesting thing is, though, is is the way it ends. Uh, it's kind of funny because there's actually 
two authors of of Ecclesiastes. There's Kohelet, the guy who's who's writing, and then there's the, another person who's the editor and who kind of provides a beginning and an end to the to the whole thing. And the the way it it, it ends essentially ends with like the philosopher saying, you know, um, there's not much you can do. You're gonna live. You're gonna die. Yeah, your life repeats. Uh, so you know, eat, drink, be merry, enjoy the things of life, because you're gonna go to the grave eventually, right? And <laughs> and the editor uh, adds to that, uh, <laughs> which is pretty funny because you know you didn't expect, but he kind of comes in there and he goes, you know, everything that's said here is very helpful and true, um, uh, but don't all don't forget though that. Uh, God is also in the mix of this type of thing. And he points the the reader to God at the end there. And I think this is the same thing that happens in Job. It's the same thing that happens in Lamentations and it happens in Jeremiah. And it happens in the pastoral epistles of the New Testament where you have people dealing with these really bad situations. Even Revelation. I mean, Revelation you could actually read as one big answer to people's questions about suffering and persecution that they're going through and, and kind of the purpose of it and things like that. The answer though, that that is at the end of all of these is the same, which is that God does provide meaning and does provide an answer for these things. Even if it's not, we clear just don't like it in the moment. And sometimes people don't like it. Like that's, that's the, that's the issue. But the idea here is that, uh, is that there is a reason for these things. And I always think that the, what the Bible is getting at when it talks about that thing, what the spirit is inspiring is this is a consistent theme is that like, obviously we have very limited grasp of time and space compared to God. Um, and we also uh, just don't, uh, we, we also don't have this idea of like being able to, like we, we think a lot of times that, you know, the way that we would do things would be so much better, so much more clear than God's. And I think that, like, it's very open and very clear that you can wrestle through and lament and, like, struggle to find out why these things are. But the upshot is, is that there is a purpose when the the <laughs> the alternative is that there is no purpose. And I think that's where you get into yeah. nor normal nihilism, which is just like, you know, there's <laughs> there's you know. No, we're not listening, Lebowski, right? We don't believe. You believe in nothing, Lebowski. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Which I think like, ultimately leads to like a lot of internal contradictions because everyone believes ultimately, I think it's something, even if they say they don't. And so. My I, girlfriend lost her toe. It's not fair. <laughs> right, right. Not fair. Who the fuck's the nihilist? <laughs> right, exa exactly. Um, and so. Uh, and so I think that that's, that's the consistent answer. And I think that that's the thing that a lot of people, I mean, a lot of people struggle with, and this is especially like, um, a struggle within reform circles is how do you meet that out? Cause I think a lot of other ways of interpreting the human condition from other theological branches of the church, like leaves a lot more room open for human interference and in God's plans and things like that. Um, or, uh, free will and things. And so I think that uh, that colors it a little bit for different people, but I think the problem remains the same. Yeah. Oh, uh, so my priest puts it as human will is how we react to God's plan. Yeah. 
God's going to do what he's going to do. Right. How are you going to react? Um, we're so similar. Like Orthodoxy and Presbyterianism are so similar. You know, well, we just I have think, a different set of vocabulary. I yeah, really I mean, like, I think that. I mean, I. I mean, as much as I love theological debate and um, getting into the weeds and arguing for how I'm better than everyone else, I really do actually believe that Christians have different denominations have way more in common than. They usually it's went on. so it's so funny when someone's like well well they believe in this which is ridiculous what we believe and then they'll say the same thing with different vocabulary and a different framing and you're like you guys are maybe three degrees apart sure out of 360 you know yeah right <laughs> yeah. and it's like Oh man. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, you really, for the most norm for most Christians, you don't have to worry about it becoming that big of a problem. It's just for yeah. like the people on the far. I remember there was a guy on Twitter who's like, you know, in a sense, Muslims are better Christians than Protestants because they respect Mary more. And it's like, okay, no, they don't. <laughs> well, it's like, even First if it's of all, true, no, they don't. <laughs> Second of all, well, it depends on the Protestant, right? It's a, there yeah, are certain Protestants does, yeah. that like respect Mary a lot, and there are other Protestants that are just like, well, I mean, anyone could have given birth to Jesus. Yeah, I think it's just funny right? though that it's like that they're better because it, on this on on like on as and important as we can talk about like the Marian theology and thinking about Mary is like clearly Muslims not believing that Jesus is God or the or or Christ in the way that we do, and that he didn't die on the cross. Sets them very far away from <laughs> from a normal Christian, right? Uh, so that's it's just, clearly just like yeah. I mean, it's, it, yeah. I mean, that's the thing is, it's a lot of people who it's the people on the fringes of all these denominations that end up going off the rails to me. Um, but anyway, and the internet personalities. Oh man, like yeah. the the internet personalities in orthodoxy drive me insane. Yeah, I, and they're I, the loudest. Yeah, and it's the same. It's the same all over. And I think it's just because. They tracked voices through how yeah. how uh, rampant, uh, you know, bombastic they are. Right. Uh, but anyway, oh. I think that like the way I counsel people through it is to never leave that space and don't stop wrestling through it. But also like make sure God is part of that equation. Because I think like the, the second yeah. you jettison God from wrestling or, or thinking through this, then you're going to lose, then you're not going to find any answer or any purpose to anything. And I think that that's, right. that's what you don't want to do. Yeah. And, and when you're relying just on your own intellect and, and my priest, I went to confession today and like Orthodox confession is really weird because right. um, it's not like you list out your sins and you're like, I did this and I did that and I did this and I did that. It's more like you and the priest pray together and then you say the 50th Psalm. And then he's like, why are you sinning? Right. Not like, what are your sins? Mm -hmm. But like, why? Like what? what? We sin because we're replacing God with something. Mm. Basically. Yeah. Right. It's good. Like we're seeking to fill a void, a God shaped void in our hearts with stuff that is not God shaped. And when we do enough of that, we need to be purified so that we leave enough space for God to fill our hearts. Mm. And um, then we, once we're purified, we need to wait for God to fill our hearts. 
in his own time and in his own way. Mm. Um, so it's it, it's it was a big relief because growing up doing Catholic confession, first of all, you're in the booth and you don't see the priest. And a lot of the, the times in Catholic confession, no, you're not supposed or, to really. Yeah. Or the first time I did it, you face the priest. Gotcha. Which is weird. Um, but that's another way of doing it. But in Orthodoxy, you both face the icons. So you're you're supposed to be like both deferring. You're both deferring to God mm. for the remission of sin. Like the priest can't give you remission of sin. Yeah, I mean, I think and that's, he says so. Yeah, when he so he says like, I I I don't know the exact words, but um, he says basically like, Heavenly Father, I know that I, a sinful man, have not the power to absolve sin. Um, but in knowing that all sins that are whose forgiveness is begged on earth will be made right in heaven. I plead of you, Heavenly Father, to forgive the sins of Gore Tostia. Gore is my like baptismal name, whatever. Gotcha. Um, but you know, blah, blah, blah. There's actually a really funny story about why Gore is my baptismal name, which in Armenian it means fierce. But um, but yeah, so so it's totally different. I was like kind of thrown by it. I was like, wait, I'm not gonna list my sins. He's like, no, I'm not interested in hearing them. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, we're interested in like why you're sinning. And he's like, you can list as many as you want, but I want to hear about like the character of your sins or the types of sins and why you're sinning, not, mm-hmm. you know, just a laundry list of like, I cursed out my neighbor or whatever. You know? Um, So I, I really thought it was, it was very different, but he told me, he was like, who are you? And I was like, what do you mean? He was like, well, what kind of a person are you? And I really tried, and I was like, I don't know how to characterize myself. He's like, well, no, like, try. Like, what kind of the what kind of a guy are you? And I was like, all right, well, I'm. Eventually, I came up with, okay, what kind of a who am I? What how would I describe myself? I'm the smart, funny guy. <laughs> and it's really important that everyone that I meet knows that I'm smart and funny. Mm. In that order. Sure. He was like, huh, okay. He was like, yeah, you're going to be difficult because you rely so heavily on your intellect. Mm-hmm. You know, and you can't. For for the problems you, that you're coming to me with, like, you can't. Yeah, just for the audience to know, this isn't the priest saying that Cole has to be an idiot in the sense of, like, not knowing. Elucidate, anything. please. Yeah. <laughs> Further elucidate what he's saying. Yeah. I'll fuck it up. Yeah, no, I mean, this is just like a common thing. Uh, I mean, this is an issue of, and I'm not speaking of Cole. I'm just speaking of the way that I see this too, is a lot of it is like the idea that you can think that you, you can think your way out of a problem or you think that you can know exactly what to do for every situation. And I think that like, this is a very common problem among uh, a lot of like well-educated Christians is especially from upper middle class or upper class families is that like, that's kind of how you're taught to operate is that like, you can just apply your knowledge in any situation and figure out what to do. And very post enlightenment. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that this is Christianity going back. It's basically 
very early to the desert fathers and things like that has rejected that not because it's like you have to be stupid um uh or back to paul where it's like talking about being made being seen as a fool by others because you your way of thinking and your way of submitting to god just is so out of the ordinary and it's about getting your mind in tune with that type of submission that's very difficult i mean luke the apostle was a physician yes yeah right he didn't i mean and he prayed for the people that he treated i'm sure but he also like referenced his medical research of the time and you know used his brain right it's not exclusive yes yeah but it's it's a heart issue is really what it ends up being yeah. a lot of the time yeah exactly and um and 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 his point was like dude at the end of the day like you have to let that go and trust in mm-hmm. god and he gave me a homework assignment, and it's the shittiest homework assignment I've ever had. Okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm sure you've had many bad ones. I was like, okay, so uh, my goal, I told him my goal right now, right, because I'm so repeat heartbroken, as listeners of the show have, thank you so much for sitting through my bitching about this, but I was like, look, man, um... My goal is to get to a place where I could see myself being single for my whole life. Mm-hmm. Not that I'd choose that, but that I could do it. Yes. Yeah. Right now, I couldn't. I want to be able to do it. I want to be able to say, like, I could have a rich, fulfilled life walking with God. And be single my entire life. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was like, that's a great goal. I was like, okay, yeah, like just me and the Trinity, right? And he goes, no. I'm like, what do you mean? You're just giving me me. I'm going to focus on, you know, following God and prayer and the Trinity. And I'm going to start my day with Matins and I'm going to end my day with Vespers. He goes, no, 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 no. Here's what your homework is that you need to learn to trust the people around you to attend to your needs. Mm. And I was like, no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. Me and the Trinity. Fuck people. Okay. <laughs> no. He's like, no, this is your homework. You need to trust. He goes, and before you can trust people, you need to figure out why you can't. And I'm like, well, because people are shit. And he's like, no, because if you had perfect people trustworthiness goggles that could tell you who is and isn't trustworthy, you still wouldn't trust the trustworthy people, would you? Like with your deepest needs. And I'm like, well, okay, well, no, I would. <laughs> He's like, okay, <laughs> well, you need to figure out why that is. And you need to overcome that hurdle before you can even think about trusting and walking with God. And I was like, and bear in mind, this is the, the priest has put on his vestments, right? He's dressed for the occasion. We're facing the icons right. in the church, right? right? And I literally turn to him and I go, no, I don't, but, but I don't like this. And he goes, <laughs> <laughs> he goes, well, 
too bad. I was like, but is there something else I could do? And he goes, no. I'm like, but, but I don't want to have to open myself. He's like, well, you're going to have, you're going to have to. Okay. Very good. We're like arguing in front of the icons. (laughs) Well, you know what? You, you have to figure, you have to figure it out. Like a Coen bros movie. (laughs) My, my, my walk with God is a lot like a Coen Brothers movie. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? So I got this shitty homework that I have to do. It's bullshit. I, I'm pissed. Okay. I'm still pissed. You know? But so now I have to, I'm like, now I have to rely on the people in my life. Right? Mm. Like, I mean, I, I lean on you enough. You know? I mean, do like, ugh. I don't like I'm really I'm really pissed off about it. Gotcha. Not happy with this. But I mean, (laughs) I have to. You know, so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I will say it's uh, the nice thing about you when it comes to pastoral counseling is all those years of therapy have allowed you to be honest about your intentions and or at least be aware of why you do things. A lot of times it takes like many meetings with people to get them to actually figure out what's wrong. So I will say oh, that he called me out on that too. <laughs> I was like, yeah, well I'm really comfortable being vulnerable and you know, I don't want to brag, but I have this podcast where I basically just bear my soul every week. And he goes, are you vulnerable on that show? And I was like, yeah, I say like, you know, all the, I bear like all the horrible things I do. And I sort of like, I'm honest with and, and open with our listeners. And we'll, and he goes, it sounds like you may be presenting a caricature of who you are. Mm. And I was like, Oh, you know what, dude? Relentless. This guy's relentless. <laughs> I was like, y- you know what, dude? Yes. Okay, yes. I do present a caricature of who I am. And I I yeah, okay, on this show I am a sort of you know cartoonish version of the real me. And yeah, I hide behind that to protect me from ridicule. <laughs> What's your point? He's like, well, my point is you're actually not comfortable at all being vulnerable. You're just a gifted performer. And I was like, you know what? (laughs) We're done here. (laughs) I'm leaving now. Yeah. yeah. This priest has really got me by the balls. (laughs) I mean, like. It's bad. Like, I, I mean, like none of my evasive tactics work on him. Mm. It's really annoying. I'm like, you know, father, I'm like used to being able to like deflect with humor and have that be more. He's like, yeah, I won't let you get away with that. He's like, you're very funny, but uh, I'm not going to let you get away with deflecting with humor. I'm like, what what about when I deflect with. You know, intellectual queries about like the theology behind what you're saying, he doesn't let me get away with that either. He just brings us right back to like, okay, right. So why can't you trust your fellow man and mm-hmm. love your brother. And I'm like, can we get back to the filioque or can we <laughs> sucks? 
No, listen, it's great. <laughs> it's it, it hurts that I'm being called to the stand. Sure. And that my frailties are being exposed, but it it's great that I'm give, being given the opportunity to grow. I probably won't, but I'm being given the opportunity to. Mm-hmm. And so we'll see what happens next. Well, there we go. Four coal, four dash coal. Marisa and Rosemary are going to hate this episode. Marisa. Marisa. <laughs> she is a German Latina. <laughs> we had a call recently about her and Catholicism. And Rosemary brought up like, oh, yeah, you're like Armenian children one day. And uh, I was like, well, I don't know. And Rose and uh, Marisa's like, well, you know, I'm like half German and half Latina, but like, I don't really care, you know. <laughs> and I'm like, OK. Fucking, I don't know, like go <laughs> stuff a chimichanga and a schnitzel or something. Like, what am I supposed to do with that information? <laughs> There's plenty of Germans and there's plenty of Mexicans, okay? There's no reason for you to be concerned about this. I agree. It's funny. Yeah, it is. Because um, she has a German surname. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right, George, take us home. What, 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 do you have any closing, like, words for me? I'm, you know, I'm going to be relying on you more because I have to trust you. But the problem is I already trust you and have a really easy time trusting you. So I'm going to have to trust other people. Right. This homework blows. Mm. Okay. Blow. Uh, I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. I'd rather do French conjugation cha- tables 900 yes. times. <laughs> yeah. In subjunctive. <laughs> oh man well i mean i've never had to do an exercise like that outside of like fake team building stuff you know where you have to like do a trust fall or something like that um but i mean like the idea here is that by trusting other people i mean i i no i won't speak for your priest i don't know what his idea for it but if i were to 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 think about this in my way I would say by trusting other people, by going out on these these leaps of faith, by trusting other people, you're trusting God to actually surround you with community and to have uh, answers and people in place for you to get support. So I think that that's the way that I would kind of view it is that like God didn't create us to be solitary. He created us for community with each other and with him. And so both those are, are important things. That's why, like, you know, someone's like, I don't have to go to church. I can just be in God in the Bible or whatever. It's like, nope, that's not that's yeah. not what the Bible says. That's not how God created us. Um, and so I think that, like, tr- it, this is a really good experience to, to find that trust in community. And I mean, I like that's hard. I don't have that uh, with a lot of people or with like my own church community in, in a lot of respects. And so I think it's, it's good. You especially don't go to people with problems. Uh, unless like I do, but it's very, very specific and for very certain reasons. Yeah. But I don't like, con- you need a ride from the airport. 
Yes, exactly. <laughs> no. <laughs> you when your mother died, you didn't come to your friends like I need you to shepherd me through this. Well, I mean, to be fair, many 17-year-olds wouldn't. And I would also tell many 17-year-olds <laughs> that they shouldn't go to their other 17-year-old friends. You don't think <laughs> Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. You don't think we would have done anything to support you in that Oh, I time? think you guys I think you guys would have absolutely I think you guys did. 100%. The support is not like the is not what I was commenting on necessarily. What I was commenting on was like answers or like giving Oh, okay. You know, cuz like 17-year-olds You don't go to people for support. You've always been very like well, no, in college, um, in college, I would go to my pastor all the time for things because that's like when okay, I started. you don't go to me for <laughs> I guess is what I'm saying. Uh, or our friend group. Uh, uh, you don't. You don't. Plead the you fifth. don't. Plead the fifth. Plead the fifth. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's very my, one my way. Lawyer, my lawyer is telling me that I shouldn't. I don't have to answer this question. Wow, because <laughs> we're not baptized Presbyterian. Yeah, that's that's the reason. Yeah. <laughs> no, but um, yeah, this is going to be an interesting chapter. And, yes. Um, no, my my goal here, and I think this is a good goal for all, all Christians, or at least many Christians, is to think like if you were going to be single. Your whole life, could you do it? Yes, absolutely. Actually, a a I would say a a question that everyone need, every Christian needs to ask themselves. Yeah, and seriously pray and think about it. Yeah, especially Marisa. Marisa, Mar, <laughs> poor woman. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Serves you right for having a goofball name. (laughs) 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 Oh, dude. I cannot wait for the bitchy text messages we get after this episode. (laughs) Cannot wait. Uh, (laughs) Well, we should probably stop holding people hostage at this point if they haven't already shut off the podcast. Listen, turn off this podcast. Um, it's an hour and six. I think this is a good I think this was a good show. Yeah. Honestly. Dude, look at how much validation I need. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's great, Cole. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh George, you're gonna help me with my homework, whether you like it or not. Okay. Listeners, uh, if you've qu- we did have some questions this week, but they were not interesting, and there's a lot of shit that we already covered. So if we're not answering your question, it's because we covered it, and it's not it's not a good enough question. <laughs> so just know that, and you, you carry that for all your days. Okay. Woo. Um, George, it's it's been a real pleasure. Always. Thank you for suffering through uh you know and uh listener thank you uh if you like this podcast you know say good things about it to other humans that will then listen to it i don't know why we want this to grow do we i you know what fuck it i don't care if this podcast grows or not 
if you're enjoying it, keep listening to it. And if you're not, definitely don't keep listening to it. And if you do feel so motivated to share it with a friend, do so. But if if not, do not. Mm. I really only want specific people listening to this that enjoy it. Right. That's really it. So the rest of the people, I don't want listening to it. <laughs> no hate George, listening. George doesn't give a fuck. No hate listening. <laughs> George, who do you want listening to this? Honestly, I... <laughs> no one. Uh, no, yeah, no one. Um, uh, no, I, I, I want everyone listening to this, man. <laughs> I, I want to become famous. All right, I need everyone you in the don't. world. I need everyone you in don't. the world to. Uh, Neither do I, dude. Fame. Up. Can you imagine famous me? <laughs> Insufferable. Uh, you see him now. Can you imagine? Terrible. <laughs> there goes. There goes, dude. If I become famous, my hopes for an eternally radiant heavenly crown go away <laughs> completely. Well, well. On that note, you, know, you can give us a radiant earthly crown by trying to get our our star rating up. Yeah, Honestly, like, get that's the only thing I want. That's the only thing I want. George cares about that, which is bizarre. <laughs> it's the same thing with my Uber rating and anything else. It's like I get I get pissed off if it's not like four point nine. Like I'm allowing that one that one driver or whatever that didn't like my answer to one of his inane questions give me a four or something. But <laughs> so everyone else better Donald give- Trump, and you're like, oh boy. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, like, I don't know, like, support the show if you want to, but if you don't want to, don't. I don't yeah. fucking care. It's yeah. probably not even that good. <laughs> uh, but, like, send us questions, and if they're good, we'll answer them. If they suck, we won't. <laughs> and if we c- cover them on episode seven, then we definitely won't. Um, and uh, stay blessed, fam. Yeah. Yes, yeah, stay blessed. <laughs> <laughs> and And... Yeah, peace out. <laughs> See, what about stay the cool, cool you yeah, cool there kids. We go. Yeah, stay cool, cool kids. <laughs> okay. There we go. Okay, bye. Bye now.